Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to Are You For Real? My name is Tom, and with me as always, always, always is Grant. Greetings and salutations, listeners. Oh my heavens, how I have missed you all. Uh, we unfortunately were unable to record last week due to... Uh, uh, changes in my work schedule. Uh, I actually have a new job now, um, which is going very well, but, um, yeah. So, uh, thank you for bearing with us guys. Uh, I'm really excited for this episode. Uh, this is, uh, something that Grant and I have tossed around for a while. Um, and we've gone back and forth on whether we even want to give this guy, uh, the light of day, um, you know, yeah. When did you show me this movie at first? Was it like a about a year ago now or so? Do you think? I, I reckon so, man. It was one of the stranger things I've ever encountered in my life. High strangeness, I believe, as they call it in the uh, in the industry. For those of us in the know, it's high strangeness, man. It was when we uh, first just started discussing the possibility of doing this podcast, and you said, "Well, we got to watch this movie," and. And at first when I saw it, it's it's kind of resonating with me more now the second time I watched it. But at first I was very dismissive of it. And uh, I, so thought it was too, I thought it was a little too ridiculous to, to waste listeners time on. But I don't know. I think it's I think it's pretty interesting now. So. So you're a convert. OK. Uh, I don't know so, if I go that far, but. Well, so you know, it, for those of you who haven't read the description of this, uh, we are. Talking about none other than Stanley Romanek. Stan, Stan Tiger Romanek. Stanley Tiger Romanek. Uh, a visionary, a uh, pariah, a hero. Um, hero. He's been called many things. Uh, a tiger, uh, a liger, all sorts of things. So we're, we're going to get to the bottom of this guy right a here. Pedophile. Right now, that too, that the P word has been thrown around a lot. So we're, we're going to get to the bottom of that too. Um, that's what we do here at uh, Are You Faux Real? We're trying to find out who is Faux Real. And, um, you know, that that's what we do, guys. So, um, hang on. I'm sorry, Grant. Looks like there was – sorry, guys. We're, we're doing this on Skype uh, as usual because of social distancing and COVID is still – ravaging our country right now um but did, did you see a little blip or something right there grant no i'm good can you Are hear you me okay yeah? yeah i can hear you all right i just thought i um that there was some weird it was like a visual like oh my god it's ufo news that's right well it's not really official UFO news. I think I was I was trying to find an article to back this up, but I had been listening to a, a few other UFO podcasts, and um, one of them had mentioned that that the DoD actually came out. I guess they they spoke with the Black Vault dot com and wait, um, wait a minute, the Department of Defense. Yeah. What's the Black Vault? The Black Vault is like a UFO or paranormal website, or I think they're kind of like a. A second rate um what what is that i can't think of what it's called WikiLeaks or whatever yes because they 
I'm not sure what the black vault is, but they do a lot of UFO <laughs> things. I was trying to, I was looking around the black vault, but I noticed they had stuff on like FBI investigations and stuff like that, like political stuff too. So they're um, an info dump. It sounds like kind of. Yeah. And, um, but for like secrets, you know, and, uh, but apparently the DOD told, told the black vault that, um, they did not actually possess. They denied possessing uh, off-world ship fragments or craft. Um, As so, posited uh, by many in the UFO community, uh, maybe you could fill us in more about that, Grant. Just a little backstory about what what has been happening the last couple of weeks with regards well, to uh, these off-world vehicles. Well, if you remember, we uh, on the last episode we did, we had the the UFO news about um, researchers involved with ATIP and basically to the Stars Academy. Um, <laughs> Tom, Tom's using the Skype the Skype video as a mirror, and he's grooming his mustache, so it's very distracting to me. But um, I. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, so one of the researchers that said that they worked with the Pentagon came forward and said that they were briefed on uh, on pieces off of uh, craft that were not constructed on our world or something like that. Does that sound about right, Tom? That does. Yeah, that's, that's what I got from it, too. Uh, what was not absolutely clear to me was in what official capacity this person was speaking and uh, – as to whether he actually spoke for the uh, entire DOD or uh, the Pentagon or uh, if he was just a, a uh, I don't know, a whistleblower, so to speak. And it sounds like um, this person is definitely uh, who, who has come forward with this information is definitely not uh, doing so in an official capacity. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because it brings up, you know, Lou Elizondo and uh, To the Stars Academy. They kind of weren't working in an official capacity when they released the videos that were so famous and that have us so intrigued and all the pilot testimonies and everything. That was, I mean, that's an old story and it only came forward a, a year or two ago now, I guess. Um, yeah. But, I mean, this is like a 15-year-old story, you know. Um, and the American people deserve to know. They have a right. And, I agree. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, I'll keep I'll keep everyone updated with this story as the facts emerge. But um, right now, I don't have any facts. I don't have, even have like a firsthand account or anything. So just some gossip I heard through uh, UFO gossipers. Um, but anyway, yeah. So apparently, there's no official acknowledgement that the U.S. government is. Uh, this is the clutches on, right. for, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, yeah, is, uh, I can't think of the word I want to say. Possess is in possession of off-world craft, basically. Dang. Well, you know, I want to believe, and I'm still. That's why I do this. That's why we have these discussions, uh, at least weekly or, uh, you know, bi-monthly, because I do want to believe, man, and I, I like. Speaking with you about this kind of stuff because it helps me sift through um, a lot of the basically conspiracy theory nonsense that's out there versus things that might actually have a little bit of a 
a little bit of a bite to it. Well, I guess that brings us to today's story that we're covering. Um, what do you think about this? Well, I was, again, I've, I've been reminded of it a lot lately because uh, Dr. Reed, his footage and claims kind of reminded me a lot of, of Mr. Stan Tiger Romanek. And um, also because Dr. Greer brought Stan Romanek up as somebody that's had some encounters with some of the stuff that he was talking about. So, um, like I said, when I, when I first watched this, I was very skeptical, but now watching it a second time, this, some of the stuff is pretty intriguing here. Um, before we, you know, we'll, we'll do our normal thing. We both watched this movie and, and I took some notes. We're going to kind of go through those, just kind of discuss it here. Yeah. And um, just, uh, just to back up, I want to make it abundantly clear. The movie we're referring to is called extraordinary. The Stan Romanek story. And it is available uh, for your viewing on YouTube. Yeah, you can watch it with ads on YouTube. Did you try that trick I told you that I saw in the post? I didn't try the trick. I just basically stuck it out for the six seconds of ads, and I was able to do that. You know, I I, uh, I was born in the early 80s, so I'm still accustomed to sitting through advertisements and, like, (laughs) unlike people who are younger than me so right well i told tom the the first comment under the video is uh to watch without ads scroll to end of movie hit replay which i did try but then i paused the movie for a long time when i came back there was trailer or there was commercials on there so i don't know if i just messed it up um then i also told him the the second comment was quote as soon as he said he started beating everyone else up including the principal i knew that this was all bs and lies <laughs> maybe i'm jumping the gun here a little bit but um yeah stanley romanek he's a he's an incredible man he's been through some crazy experiences here he has a lot of evidence for a lot of them and then some like his claims of i mean we'll get to it but he, he had a rough childhood as well had to had to teach himself to fight basically the ways of the street south um, denver man yeah it's rough. Um, but yeah, this movie came out in 2017. Um, and I had wanted to try and say it because I think extraordinary is just. Uh, it, it, it is. It's extraordinary. It's it's yeah. not just ordinary, dude. Like it's extraordinary. Extraordinary. The Stan Romanek story. Starseed. But um, yeah, I highly recommend before we start tearing this movie apart or going through it, uh, it, it was an hour and 40 minutes. It kind of felt a little bit longer than that to me. <laughs> but this movie, I always start to have trouble towards the middle of it. Maybe it's just my attention span. But um, yeah, you get bombarded with information in this one, too. It's a lot like the Greer one. Yeah, it's um, pretty it's, it's it's pretty funny, man. And you mentioned attention span. I think COVID... Uh, there's actually been some studies done about people's attention spans, and and COVID has actually affected um, human psychology on a global level in terms of attention spans. Not, I mean, our attention spans have been eroding for for uh, a long time now. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the internet, but um, even more so during COVID, people are there's so much to think about during these times uh, that it's it's difficult to stay focused on one thing. But uh, 
yeah, it, it's <laughs> this this uh, this documentary actually did hold my attention for a second uh, a second view viewing. Uh, as Grant mentioned, we watched this a while ago, uh, and I also just rewatched it today. So it's, it's well, still I wanted to I wanted to ask you what you th- oh sorry sorry I totally cut you off there no but um yeah yeah so I wanted to read the uh, the caption you know the YouTube caption here and then and then get into this this story here so quote Stan Romanek is the center of the world's most documented extraterrestrial contact story and the multitude of evidence accumulated over the past decade has convinced thousands around the world that his story is true. This documentary film takes audiences on a journey through Stan's past, present, and future with one goal in mind. Help the world understand that no one knowingly chooses the challenges Stan and his family have endured. This film's intention is not to prove the existence of UFOs and extraterrestrials, but it does pose the question, what if this is all true? Extraordinary, the Stan Romanek story, is about one man's evolution through a life he did not choose and the message he is driven to deliver to mankind that ends the quote and uh what i was going to say though is yeah definitely um i got the link in the notes as usual go to youtube watch the movie before listening to this otherwise i don't know you should probably see it for yourself i don't know if we're going to capture the tone of the movie um that's what i wanted to ask you first though before we got into the details like did what did you think of this movie did you think it was a well done movie or said <laughs> it captured your your interest it did, it did. It, it's uh it's a it's a master class in one-sided uh quote-unquote documentary filmmaking there is absolutely no um the, the this this film was made with one uh purpose in mind and that is to convince you that stan romanek is telling the truth and i despite whatever the 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 quote that you just read says uh, there's no um, no counter uh, counterpoint to anything stated in this movie as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it is uh, entirely 100% one-sided. Um, I think a lot of the stuff in it is, is laughable, but it's, it's kind of like <laughs> I still wanted to watch it just to see what kind of crazy stuff he's going to say next. <laughs> what he's going to claim next uh we start talking i mean this movie has everything it has like you know allegations of gang fights it has uh you know fight beating people up with a bike chain like disposing of black ops people uh and it's it's well and aliens popping up yeah Oh yeah, popping up is it? Yeah, popping up and peering through windows and then peeping over the side of a door frame and everything. It's all sorts of all. I mean, and ghosts. There's there's talk of ghosts and there's I mean all sorts of there's, uh, weird, strange children. There's strange children. There's well, strange, strange and estranged. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And there's uh, all sorts of um, musings about aluminum siding and uh oh, yeah. <laughs> old, old camera technology and yeah this this movie has it all guys it's dense well that's what i i that's kind of what i wanted to ask why why i wanted to ask you specifically if you thought it was a well-done movie because i i remember when i first saw it i was thinking about it and it in in some ways it does just present a one-sided story about all these crazy happenings, but I think the way the movie's put together, it also kind of presents the story. And these are my favorite documentaries where there's, there's little narratives that you, 
it doesn't say directly, but you kind of pick up on. And then it like, it seems to be the story of a woman being emotionally abused by her husband in some yes. way. Yes. Um, yes. And, being a, and not, I, yeah. I don't know if that's because of the editing or even in spite of it. Cause the way they present the information, you know, at first they just present all of it, of his straight up firsthand um, evidence, you know, Right. It just presents all this information. Then it goes back and you kind of get some background story about the people and the characters involved, including Mr. Romanek. It Um, sounds to me as though Stan Romanek. uh, I I was when I was watching it, I was laughing, thinking about what if the whole alien thing was just a ruse to see if a he could, you know, uh, hook up with a lady, b uh, eventually marry her and c. talk to her about the possibility of an open marriage <laughs> right right we'll get into that too yeah. but uh yeah we should probably pull that I up mean, a little I mean, bit dude if 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 there's this guy is this romanette guy is seriously willing to uh go through all sorts of leaps and bounds just to try and uh manipulate the hell out of this poor woman i felt so bad for her linda i believe is her name right um yeah linda yeah um yeah and I mean, and I just, think, like i said this movie has it all it's got gaslighting it's got uh <laughs> it's got cool indie rock at the end credits right right which i enjoyed a lot um yeah so this movie was like it must have been i mean almost two decades in the making because his first experience was in 2000 december of 2000 right um, right but let's yeah let's get into the movie here um and we'll we'll touch on these points again as we're discussing the details of the movie, I think. But it it so it kind of begins, like I said, it it kind of begins with just a big compilation of evidence. Does it? And it really starts with his his videotape of his first experience, and that's the thing. All of these experiences, most of them at least, he has videotape or audio recordings of. So it's well. Um, the thing is, I use the term. Yeah the uh, the term evidence is used rather flimsily. Uh, in this in this documentary, I mean anything can be considered evidence of anything else uh, if you really 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 want to want to find it. Uh, but it's what what is crucial is how you look at the evidence, look at where the evidence is coming from, look at what the evidence is being used to try and posit. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into that uh, on a case by case basis here with the so called evidence. Well, well, his his first experience, um, you know, it. The movie says that all experiences were documented, and then it has a shot of a of journal entry text kind of moving across the screen. And at first, I like paused them and I was writing them all down because I'm like, wow, these are crazy. But then I didn't realize right after that it just goes into each one in in detail. Basically, it it doesn't really go along the timeline though, which I think might have been good, but uh, maybe that helps to build the their case as well because presenting it in a timeline might have been uh made it seem a little more ridiculous maybe but um um but most of them that i saw were about having craft follow him but there were some more interesting ones too like um like him getting abducted and stuff and we'll get into all this because like i said it it breaks it down but uh so his first entry is from uh december 27th 2000 um and then he doesn't really have a lot happen for a while until like uh september of next year basically Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, this, this one, and, and they tell you later, because like I said, it, it just kind of shows the videos and then it goes back through them with Stan kind of, uh, 
explaining the story and then any any bystanders kind of explaining the backstory on it. And um, but this one he was driving he was driving around. This is when he was courting first courting his wife, which is interesting. It never mentions this in the beginning. You find this out later. And he was going around to um, to videotape his town to to entice her to come visit. And he was trying to find all the pretty spots. He saw a bunch of people pulled off on the side of the road, and then he noticed this this craft kind of uh, a, a metallic craft. I guess he said it looked like a like a hot air balloon or something. Right. He said it was a, a, a like metallic. A uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a yeah. lead balloon, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. he videotaped that. And uh, this is where, I don't know, some of this firsthand. At first, when I saw it, I thought it was kind of bad acting sounding. Um, let me, let me, before, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm going to, just before you go further, I had a similar experience where I um, pulled over. Uh, because I saw something weird in the sky, and it turns out it was a SpaceX launch uh, mm-hmm. from uh, that was actually I think it was in Arizona or somewhere. I don't I don't know exactly where it was launched from, but uh, this was a couple of years ago when I was still in law school, and it was really weird seeing something that I couldn't identify. And at first, I was like, "Oh my God, this is a UFO! It's finally happening to me! I'm actually mm-hmm. witnessing alien stuff because I'd never, because I couldn't figure out what it was." And then I went online, and I was like, "Oh, it's just a SpaceX launch." But there were other people pulled over, and all of us were just like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" So that probably is something that happened to Stan right there, and I kind of think that that might have instigated this whole ufo thing for him is going like huh maybe his wheels started turning then but that's just me thinking about what could be happening here now it's a strange video too because it it is jumping around it's mostly looking at like his dashboard and the ground and stuff um i think it actually shows the the phone poles and i didn't notice any cars pulled over on the side of the road or anything but um, i didn't either so that that seems kind of strange and then all of a sudden he's just like boom and there's like you're just looking at blue with a metallic thing in the middle of it, uh, right. which is it's pretty neat looking. But the the cut does seem a little fishy to me, honestly. Um, That's where you come in, man. I'm not a I'm not a film guy. You're the you're the film major, and it uh, it, it was just so pixelated and so uh, there was no frame of reference for the size or anything. So he could have been filming a a booger on his dashboard for all I know. Right. Because he does, he, he, yeah. he rolls down his window and, and supposedly sticks his camera out the window or something. And then all of a sudden it's just like blue with this thing on there. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell, I think, with the way that the movie edited it maybe. Or it's it's hard to tell what's editing and what, what isn't. Right. Um, and it's really jumpy footage. Um, so anyway, but but Tom, when you, when you film that SpaceX thing where you're going like, oh my God, I can't believe what I just saw in this guy. Um, this, this is amazing. I hope I didn't lose it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> I was not doing that. <laughs> okay, because there's a lot of that in all of his footage, it seems there like. Sure a lot of, is. There's a, a lot, lot of com- uh, commentary as though it is meant to be viewed by uh, other people. And it's uh, – God, man. People react I've, – I've said it a million times on this show. People react differently to to, yeah. to different things. But the way Romanek reacts to me is just it, – it, doesn't pass the smell test to me <laughs> yeah, we'll get like in some... we'll, we'll get in we'll get into that a lot more i promise you guys well um 
So, yeah, apparently there's over 195 documented events that happened to Stanley Romanek that the film describes with other witnesses. And uh, then it kind of goes into a montage kind of going over everything. Um, one of the things I caught, yeah, in regression, he writes out the Drake equation, um, although Romanek's version multiplies the probability by 100. Now, um, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. This is only the year 2000, right? Or the year 2001? How could he possibly have gotten his hands on the Drake equation or known anything about it? I don't know. It seems it seems strange. I know. And then... I mean, it's almost <laughs> as if, like, God, I mean, there were... Maybe there were books written about it at that point, or maybe there had been an entire episode of Carl Sagan's Cosmos dedicated to it. Um, anyway... Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Drake equation, that seems like, that seems so dumb. Like, why why would aliens implant that in somebody, the Drake equation? And then the alien, the okay, one? yeah, like the, the alien thing where, like, it's for some reason an alien would, would uh, write in Sanskrit. They would implant these weird Sanskrit symbols in his brain that would somehow translate to English, Sanskrit to English, to spell out propulsion right why wouldn't they just write propulsion in his mind in english or why wouldn't they use the sanskrit word for propulsion if one existed or why don't oh, anyway you're thinking like a human tom you don't know what these <laughs> aliens think like but yeah that was the next thing they showed is he wrote something in in syriac aramaic symbols right okay. was that I propulsion said, i said sanskrit i meant aramaic my bad <laughs> no i i think uh i think your point still remains there um but i i like because the aliens are like looking at the drake equation they're like oh, that's pretty good but maybe try, times 100 maybe times 100 <laughs> okay you're close just add two di- two zeros to it and then you're in the, <laughs> <Just> there. Like, <laughs> times 100 that's so funny to me yeah so I don't know. Isn't wouldn't the Drake equation just be like a percentage anyway? So if you multiply a percentage by a hundred, it's it's not going to be logical at all. I don't think. Right, because it's all variables. There's all variables, right? The whole point of the Drake equation is that there are variables to insert in it. So when you add a times a hundred, it's meaningless. <laughs> it just and I'm not even so... a math guy. I I'm terrible at math, and I still understand that. And we'll get into this. I think we'll hit on this theme a lot, but it's what's so funny about Stan Romanek to me is he seems so like childlike in in his stories, like like they were written by a child or something, or like just that touch of like yeah, times a hundred. Let's not talk about children in Stan Romanek or childish behavior, okay? Oh, Let's. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right yeah, though. There's some dark times ahead here, folks. But um, yeah. rough seas. So then we move on to um, to his abductions, basically, in the film. And um, it shows his sketches of, of these beings. And they kind of look like gray aliens with scraggly hair or something. Right. Uh, it looked like fire in the sky type stuff, except for they did have um, – uh, I don't know what the what's, – what's the term in the eyeball? Is it irises? Where the yeah, colored yeah. part of the eyeball – looks like they had the colored part of the eyeball, but they had um, – yeah, like irradiated hair. <laughs> like so, there was only like ten or twelve strands of hair going on their head. Yeah, yeah, weird, man. And then, um, 
we get into the, to the siding, um, the siding event where, um, so there was a video of a light on the side of his house, which, uh, which to me actually, it looks a lot like somebody up on the roof with, with a flashlight. You think, <laughs> and then, and, and then he has, he, it's so funny because he's like, yeah, there are these weird, you could see it on the, on the footage that there's these weird bubbles. I'm like, no man, that's dust. That's just dust and like just crap being disturbed off of like, <laughs> it's so funny. It's someone with their Coleman flashlight shining, uh, shining down. It's, it's, it's patently obvious. Well, you see, you're like looking through a security camera that's like on the corner of a, a wall or something. And then, you know, the right half is the wall of the house and the left half is the yard. And you see this, this beam of light, I guess, um, yeah, heading towards the camera, but it looks, it's basically just falling along the edge of the house. And it looks like when you turn the lights off and turn on a flashlight. And, uh, I don't know. I just reminded of when I was a kid and, and you put your hand over the flashlight making spiders or whatever. And, uh, it I don't know. Neat. They just yeah. These lens have like a pretty distinct look. So it didn't look like a solid cone of light as people. No, it was it. not a focused light. No, it was not focused. It wasn't a beam like in the traditional sense of a beam of light that you think of. It was just. It was like when you're camping and you turn on your flashlight in the dark, and it, it's very it's 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 insulting <laughs> to look at. And but guess what? I still want you guys to watch this movie. <laughs> And as, but as it approaches, look into human psyche. <laughs> but then when it approaches the light, the uh, light starts getting shaky, and and then it it goes to uh, what do you call that? It goes snowy or whatever. It's just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and as yeah, that's what Stan Romanek says is that like I don't know. Towards the end, you could see like it looks like steam or maybe coming off the grass or um, yeah. He said it looked like soap bubbles or bubbles, which he thought was odd, and then. It occurred to me that he could have just like dumped soapy water down <laughs> onto, the, onto the thing. Um, I don't know because because that was his other thing is that it was kind of melted. He claimed or like clean around the light. Right, right, right. The it supposedly hit it, but it, it did look like somebody had just kind of like poured water on it or something. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. Yeah, it, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Uh, and, and, and unfortunately i mean in fact it makes perfect sense uh what i'm saying by it not making sense is it makes no the extraterrestrial or the paranormal explanation makes no sense <laughs> but um and i think that's when he was abducted too right is that when he woke up with with sores or maybe that was a different time it might have been he had some strange imprints on his back right Right, is that what you're talking about? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think that might be later. Um, uh, it's, it's all muddy, man. All the yeah, they, they throw a lot of stuff at you all at once. Um, so I'm sorry, folks. If I was trying to write everything down, but I, I think I started <laughs> slacking off pretty quick. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, um, but the strange thing with that event is the next day he went to look at the siding on his house and, and noticed that it looked strange. Um, and that it was clean, I guess, or burned. And then there was workers there and they, they were redoing the side of the house and, and he was trying to take a sample of the siding, but they said that, uh, they needed it all to show the landlord that it had been done or something. He couldn't get a hold of his landlord or they just wanted it for scrap. 
I mean, why would it, it makes sense? Why would you like say, sorry, dude, do you own this house? No, no, right. Stan Romanek, you do not own this house. You can't keep the siding because we're going to use it for scrap. It's very simple. There's no way, like he made it sound nefarious that they wouldn't, that they didn't want him to well, keep any of the siding. He was videotaping it and asking them the date and they, they were turning away from the camera in an odd way. And then, uh, yeah, I forget what it was called, like Apple siding or roofing or something like that. And um, Bob's Bob's siding. Bob's that's that sounds yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, that's, Bob's, that's right. Bob's siding. Yeah, Bob's siding out of uh, wherever it was, and then Stan supposedly looked it up and found that this place didn't exist. Yeah, that's creepy, man. And um, but you'll see, this is kind of a. A pattern here because it seems like there's entities that don't want him talking about these experiences that he's going through um this is where the high strangeness starts coming in too then he starts having uh experiences with with shadowy figures popping up and we get a lot of um a lot of photos of of shadowy figures one of them's holding a remote apparently right 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 uh because the 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 spirit realm apparently wants to interact with people via TVs, a.k.a. poltergeist. Uh, so what better way to do that than with a TV remote control? Yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, I guess he had like a ghost, a famous ghost chaser over, and and they were convinced that it was haunted or something. The, the funny thing is it, is it shows like Stan's um, journal entries and his writing style. I don't know, man. He's so cool. Like, um... <laughs> He just seems kind of oblivious about everything. And uh, he, okay, man, like, as far as paranormal stuff goes, Stan wants to make sure that everybody, that there's nothing unturned in the paranormal realm. There are aliens in this story, there are ghosts in this story. Uh, Was there psychic phenomena? I'm trying to remember. Oh, wait, yes, there was, because apparently he was getting uh, psychic. transmissions from aliens uh regarding the drake equation and everything right and other um at at the end i mean we'll jump the gun here but at the end it has a a physics professor or something like that some physics expert and he's talking about how like yeah these are not the first equations that someone would go to when they're trying to put together a narrative like this and and he was fully convinced um was that mustache was that mustache man yeah i think so yeah. Um, well, he he was very a very elderly guy, but um, yeah. Apparently, he thought like these were some pretty advanced formulas. That I, I wonder if he like got any information out of it. Was there any new information, or were these just all like formulas that someone could find somewhere and I memorize? I don't think he did. there. He didn't solve any uh, weird formulas. It's not like they don't have any universities in Colorado where you can go to look up esoteric physics stuff or esoteric mathematical formulas and write them down. It's not <sighs> anyway. <laughs> getting, I don't know, man. It's pretty getting, amazing. Getting, I'm getting madder by the second, but I still want you guys to watch this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. I wonder if they're, were they just using universal mathematical symbols then, or did they like provide a key as well? I don't. Well, they obviously use the. I think I saw like what is it, the radical sign with like the exclamation point, and I saw like a square root sign, and I saw some. Uh, you know, I think they were. Yeah. 
It don't, you know, it don't matter how many fingers you have, man. Math is math. Math is the most, you know. <laughs> what is that? Is that contact with like? Well, technically, it's the language of the universe. It's the only truly universal language. Yeah. See. That's true. Um, so. Although I was going to talk to us. Guess what? I did see some clickbait today that said some scientists or some physicists argue that two plus two can sometimes equal five. I did not click on this article because it was obviously clickbait, but <laughs> I'm kind of intrigued here. How would that be? Um, I, I don't know, man. We try I want to know what we try and keep our feet on the ground in this podcast. All right. Eyes in the skies, but our feet on the ground. Okay. Do you, do you know what that fruit is that all heart doctors beg people not to eat? The all f- the fruit that all heart doctors beg people not to eat because it'll cure their heart? Is I don't know, man. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Those articles where it's like all experts beg people not to eat this, and then it like has some weird good looking fruit or like a banana, and you're like, oh man, I gotta I gotta find out what's going on here. Yeah, or the, or the one weird trick. Basically. Yeah, or the the one weird trick that scientists don't want you to know about because it'll cure cancer or whatever. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that is a dumb tangent. Let's get back to Stan Romanek here. The smart um, tangent. Yeah. Um. So this is yeah this is where we we start finding out that there's some some other entities involved. That like basically Mr. Romanek is in the middle of some kind of 80s sci-fi romp you know where he's just the innocent earthling that has the key to it all (laughs) without even knowing it um he's basically the jewel of the nile of the universe here he's the star seed is what so he gets this call from um well it doesn't get into that quite yet but it introduces star seed real quick and then there's the shimmer holding the tv remote he like busted in on a one of these shadows, which he calls a shimmer, uh, holding his remote, which the remote looks really odd in that picture. But anyway, I'll, I'll assume that's what the remote looks like. Um, and then he, and then what happened was, uh, Stan Romanek was jumped on the way to work and he was told to keep his mouth shut. Um, he came home and his computers were all cleaned out of all the data was cleaned out. And then they all said, you can't hide on them. So that's really scary. He's got some hackers coming after him now or, some right. kind of right. A- so he gets or something. Right, and they talk about how he was jumped later. Should we just go ahead and get into that, or how he was supposedly jumped? Because that was the same incident. Please, please, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this was the the people he described as. Uh, I think his words were they were obviously black ops or something. Oh yeah, because they were military guys. He thought he was just but, getting getting harassed right. or whatever. So, so Stan was on his way to work and he was riding his bike and he said an SUV came up and some, some, some guys that he described as quote, obviously black ops or something got out and said, you need to learn to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> and then they started muttering something about aliens too, as if anyone involved in any kind of black ops stuff would ever even say a single thing to one of their targets. All they would do is they would just choke him out and leave him by the side of the road dead somewhere, or they would hit him with their car and make it look like an accident. There's no reason to interact with, with, with one of their targets for any reason. Okay, so second of all, Stan Romanek claims that 
these guys started doing kung fu maneuvers, which he described as laughable. And so Stan started chuckling a little bit at the alleged kung fu maneuvers by these black ops guys, right? And so which because Stan said that he quote grew up on you know the south of Denver and so he knows how to fight a little bit and he claims that he actually KO'd one of these black ops guys and made him twitch on the ground and everything and then all of a sudden uh, Romanette gets tased uh, and so th- there's this fantastical like anyone who's ever seen the movie Bloodsport like Frank Dukes type stuff type stuff where he he paints himself as this like you know kung fu guy who can just like ko 50 people in one night and you know it's no big deal because he's stan romanek i want to see stan romanek in a fight man because he's he sounds pretty amazing he's pretty calm and collected too because he was like it's like yeah all of a sudden i just felt this like sting or pinch in the the base of my back and i i fell over well he seems he like later found of- out he was tased you know but he seems like the kind of guy who would buy a black belt on Amazon and then buy some kind of like brand spanking new uh, jujitsu gi and walk around like a tough guy, even though uh, his his gi is brand spanking new and has no sweat stains or dirt on it at all. And his uh, his belt is crisp and new and uh, pristine. Well, I think we'll we'll get more into his background here in a little bit. Um but, I mean, there's a reason that he can handle himself, basically. We kind of hinted at it already. Um, but um, and some other weird stuff that's happening to him is, like, his speakers are buzzing and his and his medications are melting. His bottles of medication are melting. Right. And I noticed I did some research on that myself. One of them was Lexapro, which is an antidepressant. And then there's another one, which is hydrocodone, which is notorious opiate, which is um, – uh hey it was the early aughts yeah it was the early aughts okay so there's so the the melting medication thing makes absolutely no sense to me that the fact lost over that in fact i could picture him going like damn it i ate all my hydrocodone too quickly and i need to get a refill might as well throw some other pills in that in this bottle and melt them so i can say hey looks like uh sorry pharmacy my stuff got melted could you send me some more yeah, but how's he going to melt him by himself? It seems weird. I know. It's um, almost, I mean, it, God, the only thing I could think of, he could put some kind of heat source underneath them somehow, some way. I just, I can't put my finger on it. That might work. Um, or maybe even just throwing them in the microwave or something. Huh? But um, yeah. Or um, putting them on a, on a hot plate or a, or, an, or a stove or a range or uh, any any heat source, literally any heat source that is capable of melting plastic. Uh, that could work. Um, but then we get into the really, the really strange stuff. Um, this is where orbs start showing up. He's got a lot of videos of orbs. Uh, these are kind of impressive, I guess. I don't know how I, how you could fake these. So, um, what did you think of the orbs? Uh, nonplussed. I think okay. they were. <laughs> Are you talking about the ones that 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 uh, that went from his roof down to his? Uh, yeah. Okay. So it's like laser pointer, flashlight, anything. It didn't have any substance to it, man. Like he throughout this whole documentary. This is another thing we should discuss real quick. Throughout this whole quote unquote documentary, there's a there's a thing where they if there's a picture in question, they do they do a picture of it. They do like a black and white 
or like an infrared version of that picture, and then they do a matte version of it, which supposedly proves that it has some kind of uh, substance to it, right? Is that my mm-hmm. you're the you're the film guy, Grant? You're the you're the, the I don't know what you're talking so. about, man. Okay, you, you you really don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, not really. Oh, okay. Well, let's see here. How do I describe this? Uh, so they they have if if there's a video in the documentary, right? Like the like the orbs. Mm-hmm. Okay, they'll show the regular video of the orbs, and then next to the video of the orb, they'll have like the you you didn't notice that like how they'd have the video in a in a with a matte yeah, filter yeah. on it. Okay, yeah. is that is that supposed to indicate that it's a physical object? Somehow, I don't know. Okay, I think just it's just edit, it's just an editing. I think it's yeah. I think it's a it's a way to, like a filter you put on it just to to make things stand out more. You know, to give you a different point of view on it. Okay, well, you know, the, like sometimes it might bring some detail out or something. Because they did that with a lot of footage in the movie, right? Yes, ad nauseum, and it was <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it was not. Uh, Look, I'm a, I'm a I'm a harsh critic here, but I still want you guys to watch this movie. <laughs> and he's not being facetious; he really does. Yeah, I do. Um, and I want to hear so, all about your guys' reactions too. There's got to be some Stan Romanek defenders out there. So then it gets into probably the, his most famous videos here, because um, this is where he starts seeing little green men, basically, or little gray men. Um, yes. The first one he, he he thought he saw a peeping tom. You know, and he thought they were trying to look in at his at his daughters or something or his son. And uh, and so he set up his video camera to catch the peeping Tom. And instead, he caught a peeping alien. (laughs) And and this I don't know, man, this is actually my first exposure to to, uh, Stan Romanek a long time ago when I was going through YouTube looking for alien videos. And uh, I found this one. and It scared me, man. Um it's kind of laughable looking on the face of it. It, it kind of looks like a Muppet alien or something. Um, but yeah. again, I don't know how an alien would move or anything. Um, but there's a lot of, yeah, Stan Roman, well, I keep okay, here, footage of, of aliens popping around corners and stuff. Here's the thing. Okay, if we're going to assume that aliens peep through windows at people, or if we're going to assume that aliens peep around the corner of a door frame at people, then it's safe to assume that they obey roughly the same kind of physics that we have to obey, right? So when an entire alien like head goes up and then down uh, it, without any like completely vertical and completely uh, like complete like straight up and then straight down without any sideways motion or anything like that, it's just it's ridiculous to me, man. Like it, it's, it's I think funny. it looks it turns its head and so looks funny. left to right. It's so <laughs> funny. Oh my god! <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's known as the Boo video. It got him uh, actually appearances on Larry King Live and and Coast to Coast. Uh, let me see here. Um, yeah, Larry King Live and Coast to Coast because this video was uh, it was pretty big on the internet. Like I said, I I saw it back in the day here. So in May two thousand eight. This is from Wikipedia. Uh, During an interview on Coast to Coast AM radio of Romanek, host George Norrie suggested that Romanek take a lie detector test over the authenticity of the Boo video. 
Romanek agreed to this test. When it was conducted later that year, he failed on the question, is the boot tape a hoax? He alleged without evidence that he had medical conditions that prevented a lie detector test from working on him. Uh, later, at the 2009 Mysteries of the Universe conference in Kansas City, Romanek instead alleged without evidence that he was set up by Nori to fail, end quote. Uh, look, I'm going to call that a wash because I don't I put no stock in polygraph tests whatsoever. But uh, I, I I trust my own eyes usually. And uh, this is one of those situations where it's just you got to see it for yourself, guys. Please just and and even better, just watch Stan's reaction to that. That is the most telling thing about oh, yeah. any of any of these videos. Okay, the Boo video or the one where he is, uh, where where there's uh, uh, supposedly an alien looking at him from his kitchen. Like Stan's that reaction, Grandpa like, Gray. Is that what it's right? Called? The Grandpa Gray one where Stan. Okay, so in the Boo video, he goes over like filming the video to catch this peeping tom right and then he the alien drops out of sight and then stan goes over and goes oh my god what was that that was and he kind of pirouettes over there like in this weird ballet thing and like then he bounces back and it's just (laughs) so unnatural man it's it's so forced it's the he way he doesn't seem panicked does no he? he does not seem pan and like it seems like a well, forced maybe. panic this is the thing it seems like a forced like like he wants to people to believe that he's panicked and so he's acting that way and again people act differently in different situations but people but this seems incredibly forced and you got to see it and- for yourself and again, it's got that narration that kind of sets everything up for the viewer or whatever. Like, okay, I got my camera up. I'm going to catch these guys, you know? Right. Yeah. Wait a minute. What was that? How did this happen? Where did he go? How could he have done that? This isn't possible. I can't find him. Where did he go? What just happened? <laughs> this, <Right>. <laughs> this, this stupid, unnecessary, like, unnecessary uh, commentary on it. Well, and maybe he gets He, gets he oversells it. Some people talk when they get nervous, you know? Um, so yeah, and then it, then we get a little montage about, um, lots of aliens popping up in photos. Like he'll be out on the deck taking a photo of the yard, I guess. And all of a, there's a little tiny alien, like looking in through the, the slats. Right. Um, these aliens don't seem as, uh, detailed as the one that was popping up in the boo video. I got to say. Right, they do not. They they're very uh, fuzzy, to say the least. Speaking of fuzzy, do we ever find out who his landlord is? Uh, I don't know who his landlord is. No. Okay, because it's very easy to if if we could somehow get in touch with Stan Romanek's landlord. Um, I know we're going back to a couple claims. Excuse me, a couple claims ago. Uh, but if we were ever to able to tr- if we were ever able to track down Stan Romanek's landlord at the time of the aluminum siding incident, this would be very very easy to prove or disprove. Uh, and I suspect that this is true of a lot of the claims um, that he makes. Yeah, well, he does have a, a community of people that supports him too. It seems like so. Um, yeah. Well, let me see. Uh, and then we get like. Uh, these aliens actually, it, it appears they just got like, he got weird selfies on his digital cameras, like 
basically they were sneaking around at night, taking his cameras and taking pictures of themselves. Right. The alien selfie, the, uh, the classic alien selfie with the, like the straight across mouth Split mouth. Yeah. yeah. As if there would ever be any reason for an alien to bungle around with a digital camera and go, Oh, I accidentally took a picture of myself. Come on. That's, little... that's the thing about Stan Romanek in these aliens, right? Uh, that he seems to not understand is that if we were dealing with aliens who were capable of traversing vast distances, time, space, all that kind of stuff, they wouldn't be peeping in through the windows like that. They wouldn't be accidentally taking selfies of themselves. They wouldn't be hiding in the bushes, peering at people. It just doesn't make any sense. There's so many smarter ways to do surveillance if you really don't want to be observed. Yeah, but they're... I mean, maybe they don't have the technology, these guy, this particular alien. It was very like E.T. like, I think. And then maybe he didn't want to get a shotgun to the face because that seems to be what humans <laughs> always do when these these creatures show up in the windows. Fair enough. These could be these could be like the Beverly Hillbilly type aliens. That just, there you go. <laughs> they're just fish out of water aliens that just show up on people's doorsteps and hope to not get shot. <laughs> so then um, – so then we get the Grandpa Gray incident, and this is where he uh, he heard some noises. So the way Stan Romanek later describes it, again, we're just going – right now we're just going through the footage that they're showing, and this is only in the first 20 minutes of the movie, all this stuff that we've covered. This is an hour and 45-minute long movie, people. Yeah. This is just so this, the first 20 minutes. This is the first uh, – what what is that? The first fifth of the movie here. Um, yeah. So he's saying, and again, there's narration in the video like, oh, I don't know what that was. Oh, well, you know, I wish I could find out. Oh, well. And it literally goes from like, oh, well, to, oh, my God, what is that? Oh, my God. And then he like swings around and I guess he's looking out like a sliding glass door going out to like a balcony or something or a porch. And, uh, yep, there's a gray alien kind of peering around the corner. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. You just see his shoulders and head. Um, kind of at an angle, like, <laughs> and then he just kind of slides away slowly. Um, I don't know. Something about it does look kind of real, just the way the body is and stuff. But um, it also looks like somebody just holding something out there and sliding it back. So yeah, yeah, I, it's hard for me to make heads or tails of it. And that's where he he runs over to the window. He's like, oh god, oh god, oh god, and uh, yeah, just pure panic mode at that point. Yeah, pure forced panic mode. Pure, oh, God, oh, God, what is this? Oh, God, where did it go? And um, there's flashes of light and stuff. There's there's flashes of light in the Boo video, too, which he said he, he noticed. So um, it kind of looks like an edit point on the video or something, too. But um, I don't know. You got to watch for yourself, and you be the judge. Um, I have. So again, we're only 20 minutes into the movie here, and I'd say the first, maybe the first half hour. Then it starts going into uh, into interviews and everything. But first, it touches on Audrey, who is this. They just, it's described in his diary or his notes as um, a woman with an English accent that is calling and leaving messages on his phone. Right. And um, she does have a heavy British accent. It's it's kind of strange that her uh what do you call that her rhythm that she talks in it, her cadence her, i believe is yeah there. her cadence yeah yeah, yeah. it, it kind of reminds me of like like text to speech software a little bit that's exactly what it reminds me of 
it, it sounds like a Stephen Hawking voice if it were uh, if it had an English accent and it was female. Yeah, kind of like the English Siri voice or the British one. Yes. Um, but she's calling up, leaving messages like Starseed. I know you are stubborn and you do not take instructions well, but you must listen. It is dangerous. Not just for you now, but for your family and children. And um, and he says, I'm sure you have noticed that he is different than other people. The way that he thinks and perceives the world are a little more advanced than usual. <laughs> And then, um, yeah, advanced is not the word I would use to describe Stanley Romanek's perception of the world. That's what this, that's the word that this woman, this otherworldly being, uses. Um, okay, quick tangent. Can we please get into the Crips and the Bloods part? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, we'll get in there. Let's see. Well, okay. yeah, yeah. Actually, I just want to go over this because this kind of gets into his real. I mean, this tells you that he's important for some reason because there's people – he has mysterious forces working against his interest, and then he has this woman who's working in his interest. And it seems like they're up against some – I don't know. It's all kind of vague. Yeah. But, um, but you know, Starseed is stubborn. Starseed is, is what she calls Romanek, of course. I believe he is the Starseed that we were all promised. Um, and then uh, – he gets to speak with this mysterious caller. Um, he actually talks to her on the phone and gets to record it too. You hear the audio of it, but then he starts making wisecracks and he's, cause she's like, we have your interests or, you know, we are concerned with your interests and are protecting your interests. We have your interests in mind. And he says, you have my interests in mind, huh? Well, if you have my interests in mind, why don't you send money? Money like, should be tracked. <laughs> such a horrible horrible like it, it like you can you can you can smell his thought process going on throughout this going yeah. how okay how could i okay if i was writing a script how would it sound what would i i'm gonna try and pitch this to hollywood and so i'm gonna be like the funny witty guy who <laughs> cracks wise with an alien because I kind of don't believe it, even though I really do. It's just, it's, it's pathetic, man. It, it's pathetic. And it's a lot of like, who are you? No, come on. Who is this? Yeah. But, uh, again, yeah. it does sound like he's doing B level acting. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the man, so who knows? But, um, they buried the lead in this movie, man. This movie should be called, uh, Stan and Lisa. It should be about Stan, like how Stan manipulated this poor woman. Well, <laughs> that's American the thing, because then like a little girl starts popping up, and um, again we'll get into the charges against Mr. Romanek later. But uh, apparently, like there's instead of peeping aliens now, there's like this peeping little blonde girl that just keeps popping up, like staring in the window at parties and stuff. Right. And this is while other people are around. Um, and this girl shows up at a UFO conference and Stan Romanek gets a picture of her. She she walks up to him and hands him flowers. And I think she calls him daddy, too. Well, no, he didn't. That's a different girl. 
That's how oh. I interpreted it. Anyway, there was a little girl who ran up and gave him flowers. He did not get a picture with her. However, there was a girl um, who he did. There was a picture taken that was someone different. And she had oh. – it, it's just absolutely ridiculous, man. This girl has like – cling on forehead you know like <laughs> with like eyebrows and everything uh-huh. as if she's like and, and there's no like head covering or anything she's obviously just some girl at a ufo convention dressed like an alien and it's just, i don't know tom i know <laughs> <laughs> well i know you are stubborn starseed i t- tom is a very stubborn person I'm very stubborn, stubborn indeed, stubborn enough to not buy any of Stanley Romanek's garbage. So, so this starts bringing us really into the characters because now all of a sudden we get talking heads, right? They go into that that phone conversation and stuff, and the little girl popping up, and then all of a sudden we get the backstory kind of. And so her voice has popped up before, and we've mentioned her, but 30 minutes in, they introduce Lisa Romanek, Stan's wife, and uh, and then we get to talk with Stan, who tells of being in a special ed class due to dyslexia. And, um, but he doesn't put it that way. He uses kind of less politically correct term terms for it. He drops the R bomb in there. Yeah. He's like, I was in, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even want to say it, man. Nah, we won't say it. You guys can figure it out. Think special ed word that starts with R. Yeah. And, uh, he's pretty blunt about it. And then he, he also how he was in the middle of the Crips and the Bloods in, in his neighborhood. He grew up in the middle, basically in the middle. He got caught in the crossfire with knife fights and stuff. This is what you were talking about, right, Tom? Right, it is what I was talking about. And uh, there were actually gangs in my school uh, when I was growing up, and they kept to themselves. There was no crossfire. There was never any like. Yeah, but you were in the hood, like he was. <sighs> okay, even even taking that uh, even. I'll give him that, that I wasn't in the hood, but at the same time, gangs, like there's no, come on, Stan, like blood, like Crip and blood knife fights. Are we talking like Michael Jackson's bad video here or not even bad? Like, what is that? Beat it. I think it beat it is the one with the knife fights, right? Like, get out of here, dude. Well, he, um, yeah, plus he was like the only white kid around, I guess. So he got bullied a lot for that. But then he, you know, that forced him to learn to fight. And then he started beating everybody up, even the principal of his high school. Right, right. Which I, w- I want a little more backstory on how that came to pass, but we'll never know. Well, it's obvious he um, he did the splits and then punched the principal right in the groin. Well, I don't I'll have a hard time picturing that. Him. Yeah. Um, but he he explains that he had to go through all of that to understand the human condition so that he can give out the message that he has now. And um, and then, like I said before, you know, then then it starts to, to seem to become a documentary about emotional abuse in the family unit or uh, in a marriage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, like, just I, picture I it this way. So, like, it shows um, – Basically, he talked. He starts talking about an experience where, so I guess he was abducted, and then he met a. He was introduced to a woman while he was abducted, and they they were hanging out with a bunch of children. Right. And I guess those children happened to, you know, he met this woman whilst being abducted. There were kids there. Uh, they put two and two together. 
the kids must be theirs. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but then he actually meets this woman in real life, which is fortuitous, I think. Right. He actually he was at a, a UFO convention or some kind of convention, and he was speaking, and he said that he had this uh, – he saw a woman, and he just – he's one of those things where he just – he thought he recognized her from somewhere, and they just couldn't piece it together. And he's already married at this point to a woman named Lisa. And he turned and uh, he strikes up a conversation with this other woman. I forget her name. Victoria, I believe, is her name. Does that sound about right? Uh, yeah, her name is Victoria. Okay. Uh, and so he and Victoria uh, wind up bonding over their uh, alleged shared UFO experience, which uh, to me seems rather convenient, um, <laughs> given that maybe. Anyway, I'll let you take it away, Grant. Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, it's just it starts talking about uh, Lisa, his wife's jealousy issues since he's bonding with this other woman. And um, apparently by this at this point, Stan Romanek's all involved in the UFO community, which they kind of gloss over. But of course he is because he's at the center of this amazing story. Um, but yeah, it just um, – She's talking about how she, you know, she knows he's not lying and she would never trust a liar and how she was supportive of him at first because she believed in UFOs, but he didn't. And remember, this is the he first started having these experiences when he was forming his relationship with his wife, which. Right. So is interesting. Right. So here's the thing. I'll bet he was like, okay, this lady is a UFO nut. Uh, How can how can I use that to my advantage? Well. That's not being very fair to Mr. Romanek, I don't think. Well, Grant, uh, I, I don't put my kid gloves on when it comes to people like him. Well, anyway, then it goes over again how he got jumped at work by this group that doesn't want him to talk about the Peeping Tom alien or the Grandpa Gray alien that uh, that popped up in his life. Um, and then it, it like gets into the story where he was with a bunch of UFO researchers, including uh, – Oh, now I can't remember his name. It's a guy I read a lot, too. But, um, oh, man. It's not Stanton Friedman, is it? I can't remember either. No, no, it wasn't Stanton Friedman. It's like uh, Rojas. What's his name? Uh, Dang Uh, it. Alejandro Rojas, I believe. Is it? Okay. Yeah. And he he hosts his own podcast, too, I believe. But um, he was at this party, and... uh, you know, they're just partying, and then Stan Romanek, he – I don't re- I don't really remember the details, but basically he goes outside, wanders off by himself, and he, he takes a picture of a little girl, um, which again is, is one of his, his star children, I guess. And, um, you know, this old researcher with – he comes out, and he's like – he's just blown away by this. He's like, you got to tell everybody else, you know, and he brings it in and shows everybody, and then he, he's going down to copy the videos or whatever, and – and the videos just disappear out of his out of his digital camera, and he gets a he gets a Oof. phone call from the girl saying not to worry about her, and yeah, the whole time these girls when they're calling they're they're talking about how like they can only talk for a limited time and if they're ends, trying to trace us to our galaxy, <laughs> tra- <laughs> they've got a lock on us. There are GPSs on our phones, and you can hear Linda talking to him too. She's like, "Oh, beautiful girl, are you okay?" Like she's just she just buys into all this stuff hook line and sinker. Oh, um, 
I don't know. Some of these claims are pretty pretty insane. You know, it would be hard to pull these off, but I don't know. Um, the whole – I just don't see Stan Romanek as very trustworthy. No, uh, and I, that poor gullible woman he's with. I mean, Jesus. That's just, well, you never know. It might be true, but – I do know. I'm pretty sure it's not true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty crin- cringeworthy. But um, so uh, then there's like an incident where his leg miraculously heals. They fixed his knee, man. He blew out his meniscus or something like that. I think uh, he was said he was up on a ladder and he fell onto a wheelbarrow full, full of bricks. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. So then like one night he got abducted or something. And uh, he had these marks on his leg, and it was all healed. And he even showed it to the doctor, and they saw that it was all healed. That's pretty crazy, man. If that if that's all backed up, I mean, we're taking Stan Romanek's word at this, but um, I don't know. How do you fake something like that? Well, you don't have any uh, um, you don't have any supporting evidence other than your own word. It's kind of like the police report thing when they showed they showed the police report as if it's some kind of verifiable proof that. Uh, an SUV full of like government spooks came and beat him up. I mean, people file false police reports all the time. I know that from firsthand knowledge. That happens. Right. So it does. It takes nothing. You can literally call up a police officer right now and file a report on anything you want. It's. I mean, it, it's risky because if it's not true, you're going to get in trouble for it. And if you do it habitually, you're definitely going to get in trouble for it. But. Um, it's the same thing. If you, it's you don't you make a claim and you don't uh, corroborate it. So yeah, well, I guess, man. But uh, yeah, anyway, so his leg miraculously healed, and uh, well, I don't know, man. There must be medical records. Like, I would like to see that. Like, see the X-ray of his messed up leg with the yeah. date, and then. Yeah, and then the report afterwards when it was fine. But um, uh, this is also from Wikipedia though. It says, "quote In uh, 2009, in an interview with or on ABC Primetime, Romanek said he had physical evidence of his abduction experience by way of an alien implant in his leg. When a medical test for the implant was requested, Romanek said it had disappeared." End quote. Bummer. Yeah, so that's too bad. Um. And then the movie, it kind of gets into, uh, they just have, they, they kind of end it with this long interview with that physics professor I mentioned earlier. And, um, and then the psychologist guy, which is, who's kind of a weird guy too. <laughs> Wait, weird. And a movie about Stan Romanek. Yeah. And they just, they just talk about him for like 20, 10 to 20 minutes at the end there. Yeah. That's I guess that's, supposed the, to that's lead. when the eye glaze happened for me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I was kind of glazed eyeballs. dozing off there. Um, but basically, they just kind of rattle on about how they trust him. Um, I don't know if I'm doing a fair fair report on this, but uh, that's where I'm at, basically. And um, so basically, it ends with with Stan Romanek's message, you know, that he's been enlightened, basically, by all of this. And, you know, he just needs to share what happened to him so people can understand the nature of their reality and um, – that these things are out here, which is hard to do and it's hard to comprehend, but um, he's that's why he's going through this, I guess. So, uh, so what have you found out about Stan Romanek since this documentary was released? Well, 
Well, actually, then it throws an epilogue though in in the movie, and um, apparently he was set up and then busted for for having child pornography. Um, and that's again uh-huh. where I think the movie's interesting because in the documentary, if they had started with that information, then you might be taking everything a little differently. So I think the the way they present information in this documentary is pretty well done, honestly. Um, but yeah. anyway. You know, so Stan, Stan Romanek denies all of his charges, um, and it does say, uh, you know, remember that in 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 the United States that you're innocent until proven guilty, and um, and it ends with these words: "Go forward, challenge conventional thought, wonder, and above all, ask yourself, what if this is all true?" Yeah, I, I do all of those things, and I think it's a resounding no. um by the way uh did you do you know if he actually uh pled guilty did he wind up pleading guilty or did Uh, he uh yeah i did a little bit more research on here i i meant to find out because i think he has like another movie out or something but uh i didn't find information on that but then i i did see this uh, again from wikipedia quote on august 8th 2017 romanek was found guilty of felony possession of child pornography but not guilty of distribution of child pornography End quote. Okay. And then and then later on um, in the Wikipedia article, it says, quote, Romanek made public allegations that the government had planted the evidence on his computer at the sentencing hearing. Deputy District Attorney Joshua Ritter accused him of deception, quote, to try to place blame on others and, quote, doctoring evidence in the form of videos falsely alleging that his computer had been hacked. Ritter disclosed that Romanek had even tried to frame his stepson, Jacob Shattuck, for placing the pornography on the computer. The prosecutor pointed out that even the defense team would not allow such fabricated evidence into court. In 2017, Romanek's attorney, Ted McClintock, stated that his client plans to appeal the conviction. To date, no appeal has been filed. The implementation of Romanek's mandatory sex offender program had been delayed several times and dragged out, with him making unverified claims that physical illness was keeping him from completely complying with the court orders. End quote. Yeah. And yeah, it seems like, um, okay, if the government was really wanting to silence somebody or really wanted to discredit somebody, you, you disappear them, man. Why go through all this rigmarole of like sending, uh, sending an SUV of people out there to like pummel somebody? Or why plant, uh, you know, supposedly plant child pornography on somebody's computer. It's so much easier just to silence the person. uh, Maybe because they took an oath to protect the American people, Tom. (laughs) True. I didn't consider that. Thank you for. (laughs) Maybe they value human life. Fair enough. Um, Yeah, that's a good question, though. Um, well, I found a, a few more details about him. I mean, apparently he was convicted, but who knows if that all that stuff was true. But um, well, a jury I, of his peers thought it was. Yeah. Um. Well, from a, I found a post. I was trying to find. Um, there's a couple other incidents that that are a little fishy about Stan Romanek. Um. This was on the Paracast.com. He was. 
basically this happened during like an interview. I didn't, I, I couldn't find a lot of information about the original interview or anything, but um, this is from a post by uh, Dark Rain, and the A in dark is a four on a message board on the paracast.com. And it says, quote, at uh, 2111, you hear a noise in the background, which is Stan playing with a recorded computerized voice when he thinks he is off air during a short break. He must be checking it if it is working. At 29.28, you hear Stan use his recorded voice, which says the same sentence as before, but clearer. You can sense in his voice before he plays it that he is waiting for the moment to use it, end quote. And uh, I don't know. That's not the best evidence, I guess. But you can just picture it like him trying to use like a, some weird voice in an interview. Um, another kind of similar thing. That's what's so funny is because all his claims seem so laughable and a lot of it seems like really fake and, and poor evidence. Well, that's um, why I don't feel bad at all about ripping this guy a new one. I mean, it's if if there are people out there who have actually had experiences like this, and this guy is just out right. there uh, just making a mockery of of people who who are desperately trying to be taken seriously. Well, speaking of being taken seriously, so another one I found that I, I thought was pretty interesting was an interview that Romanek did on the Peter Maxwell Maxwell uh, Slattery show, Peter Maxwell Slattery show. And and this one, it's just like a straightforward interview, kind of like a Skype conversation. And um, all of a sudden something like flies and just misses Romanek's head. And it's it appears to be I think he claims it was like a uh, a USB drive or something. I don't know. But. Basically, the the host could see you can see in the frame that he's like flicking it at himself or like throwing him at himself. <laughs> <laughs> and the host is like, uh, "Come on, man! Like, like he knows he's being taken for a ride." Basically, like, "Oh yeah, there's probably just someone messing with you." That happens to me all the time. He's like trying to give him an out, and and Stan just keeps doing his bad acting. Basically, like, "Wow, what is that? It's so weird, man! They, they call it high strangeness, you know." <laughs> Like I don't know that the link to that interview is up and it's it's interesting to watch. It's send that to me, please, God. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of you know politics when you just get caught red-handed lying and you're just like, oh yeah, I, see double down. I have no idea that why there's a picture of me with this underage girl like, and I obviously I wasn't sweating on her because I can't sweat. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just crazy, man. But yeah. I, I guess you've talked me out of it a little bit here, Tom. I don't know if I do believe Stan Romanek, but I think it's interesting because he apparently a lot of people pay money to listen to him speak. And I mean, he's been on all sorts of shows, gotten a lot of publicity. Um, hey, it's just another interesting case in the UFO files. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, man. And that's why I love doing this just because there's so much high strangeness out there, whether it originates on earth or whether it originates somewhere beyond our understanding and like you said man i it's a very interesting documentary i think i like documentaries about strange people um yeah yeah and i hope uh i i, I don't know if they're still together or not but I, I hope that woman has found the courage to leave him because it doesn't sound like he's a good person at all that's for her to be with that scene yeah yeah all right, space cadets. I think that's uh, I think that's it for this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got anything to add there, Tom? I don't think so. Just uh, thanks for bearing with us. Uh, we're gonna keep putting out episodes as often as we can. Um, 
and uh, hope you all are staying safe. We uh, love each and every one of you guys and appreciate your your listening to us. Yeah. And uh, as usual, all of my love, all of my love, all of my love to you, listeners. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Ciao, guys. Love you. Mwah.